Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Dwight Yoakam, Snoqualmie Casino, Father's Day of 2011. One of the best concerts I've ever been to with my old man. Awesome, man. What a musician. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio at Northwest Motorsport, new to Montana, new to Missoula. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount, or you can check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting them online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? Fun first hour. Good friend Sean Rainey swung by, break down the upcoming rivalry game between the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. We also heard from Billings West head coach Rob Stanton. His team plays Missoula Sentinel in a rematch of the Class AA State Championship game here Friday night, Missoula County Public Stadium. And our producer, good friend Andrew Houghton, Chimed in with a little talk about the NBAO, and we also got you fed a little six-pack and a beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market. All that can be found on the podcast, which is probably presented by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Well, I'm having a great Thursday morning because I just had a big glass of milk. Carolyn didn't even see me drinking it. Every time I see it now, though, and every time I drink it, I feel so bad because everybody tells me that it's just like this weird thing, and it's just it's just delicious. I like my English muffin with my peanut butter and I my milk. Milk, drink up. You also had yogurt. I can smell. <laughs> I 
so amazing. You can smell the yogurt. Chicken doesn't know sports. The rivalry game edition. This is phenomenal because as little as Carolyn knows about professional and nationwide and worldwide sports, she knows less about the sports that happen in our town and our state. Despite the fact that her best friend in the whole world, that's me, runs an entire multimedia company and a radio uh, station about sports. It's great. But if I had a TMZ site, you'd go on that a little bit more, I think. 100%. So how do I make like a TMZ Skyline Sports? That's what we're doing here. <laughs> this is like ESPN Skyline Sports TMZ. Right. Great. That's what my segment is. Do you like my picture? I love this picture. It's a great picture. Yeah, uh, cool. We're looking at a photo. If you're watching on TV, you can see it in the shot. Although we're not in studio, we are pre-recording this here on a Thursday. But this is a shot from just before high noon in Bozeman in 2019. And it's Montana head coach Bobby Houck and former Montana State head coach Jeff Choate shaking hands. And uh, what played out after this photo was taken was among the most shocking results of any football game I've ever been to. It was a much-anticipated showdown, as this week's rivalry game is. It was a pair of top eight teams. We thought it was going to be this crazy slugfest, and uh, Montana State whooped them worse than they've ever whooped them before, 48-14, and it was... Uh, it was a crazy statement by Montana State because I never, ever thought under any circumstance that Bobby Houck would get beat like that, ever. And he did. But now with Jeff Choate no longer a part of the rivalry, I think that brings an entirely new element to the rivalry. How does Brent Vegan handle this? Bobby Houck is certainly beyond hungry for a victory in this game, and it's been almost 50 years since Montana State beat Montana five times in a row, and that's what's at stake on uh, Saturday. So what do you think when this week rolls around? Well, I'll tell you what I think. Because <laughs> you're from Canada, so you don't really even know about all this stuff. There's no house divided for you. Okay. Well, first of all, I have a major beef with this <laughs> this football game every year, and I will tell <laughs> okay, you why. What is that? Today is my son Nick's 12th birthday. That's right. Happy birthday, Nick. And since we moved here, when yep. he was little especially, yep. we'd... Try and throw him a birthday party. Yep. And parents of three and four and two-year-olds would say, sorry, can't make it to the birthday party. It's Grizz Cat this weekend. <laughs> Do you know how awful that is for me as a parent? And my kid is like, what is Grizz? What? I don't understand. Oh, man. I we should just take him sometime. I'm not going to take a three-year-old. Well, that's right. Well, to, he's 12 now, though. Yeah. Okay. My point is, it's always been a thorn in my side. I've had to... I've, it took me a couple of years to realize, like, oh, I need to Google when this stupid game is so people will actually come <laughs> to my kid's birthday party. Oh, man. So I really Poor pretty Nick. much have a pretty big chip on my shoulder about this game. <laughs> well, it's unfortunately, Nick's birthday is not going to change days, and this is going to be within five days of his birthday at all times because that's kind of how the calendar works. Well, now he's... Just just having friends over for pizza or whatever. So Great. it doesn't really matter. Is it more fun when they get older or less fun? Did you like throwing the big oh, birthday parties with it. the pirate cakes and stuff? Um, I make all the cakes oh, myself. Wow. So, like, You're such a good mom. I'm making a soccer ball cake this year. Nice. Um, I've made um, Star Wars cakes. Wow. I made a cake that was like glow in the dark because it was a video game console. Wow. Okay. I've made Mickey Mouse. Dang. Batman. Wow. Spider-Man. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. Well. Kylo Ren. Sorry you have to share your birthday with the uh, 
biggest sporting event in the Mon- in the state of Montana every year, Nick. But happy birthday. Chicken does no sports, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. All right, so you have some questions for me about this, I hear. I do. Okay. Now, <laughs> before we even start, I was censored before we even began <laughs> because I'm not allowed to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And our, our boss, who is, uh, there's no question, the biggest Packers fan on the earth, came in here before we started recording and pointed her finger like an angry schoolmaster at Carolyn and said, you will not talk about Aaron Rodgers today. And I said, I will not be censored. (laughs) She said, he has done nothing but win this week. (laughs) He's done nothing but win this year. You know what I said? He was still a (laughs) douchebag. Aaron Rodgers can't do anything right, but he can because all he does is win football games and that's all that really matters. Well, he still sucks. Okay. Okay. So I have a few questions about... This game. Okay. Number one, do you call it Cat Grizz or do you call it Grizz Cat? Wow. If you've been listening to the show all week, I've given this public service announcement multiple times. <laughs> but uh, I call it the greatest rivalry in the West, the oh. fiercest rivalry in the West, the Treasure State's fiercest football rivalry, the greatest rivalry within the Treasure State, because people are so silly and they get all backwards because they think whatever order you say it in is some sort of affiliating property. Right. The Army-Navy game is the longest-standing rivalry in all of college football. No one, not even people that are in the Navy, call it the Navy-Army game. It's the Army-Navy game because A comes before N. It's all about the alphabet. So if I do by chance call it this, I call it Cat Grizz because C comes before G, and that's it. Well, it also just sounds better. Sounds way better. It just works. I know. It doesn't mean you're rooting for anyone because... Right now, I'm rooting for the Grizz because I live in Missoula. Sure. But I'm 90% sure my older son's going to go to MSU. Right. And then I'm going to he's into film and they have a yes. phenomenal film school. It's absolutely probably happening. Yeah. So I'm going to have to get on board with this. <laughs> well, we don't, I don't root for anybody. I just want a great game. And uh, it's just funny because people get all sideways. Like yeah. Monday, I was wearing a... a like gray and red flannel. Mm-hmm. And I had to change into one of my ESPN shirts over here, my polos, which is, you know, that's what I do probably anyways. Right. But because I was like, well, I can't wear my red and gray shirt on right. the TV because then all the Bobcat people are going to freak out. Right, right, right. It's just amazing. It's amazing the way that, <laughs> that people take this stuff. But here's the thing. You call it Grizz, Cat, Cat, Grizz, whatever you want. I don't know. It, I, I like the alphabetical order. It sounds better. But... Don't call it the brawl of the wild. It's the stupidest thing in the I world. Think it's cute. It would be cute if we lived in like Eureka or Ekalaka or something like that. We don't live in the wild. We live in a city. It's Montana. It's not it's wild. wild. Missoula is so not wild. People think Montana's wild. Let's but everybody around Montana does not think Missoula is wild at all. They think we're so soft and granola and it's not Montana. I was talking with my brother's friends in Chicago. This was like nine years ago. And they're like, you live in Montana? Do you have like horses? Like, yes, I churn my own butter and I take the horse into town. Like, no, it's, we have electricity and plumbing. Relax. The thing is though, there's a lot of people that are listening to this show that do live very much like old school. Yes. You know, I know Which this is, is great. Good for them. I know this is on a, on in a bar right now in Shota, Montana. I know this is on in a bar up in Glasgow. And I'm not saying those people don't live in civilization. Those towns are yeah, awesome. Watch it. Those sounds are awesome, but I mean, I got a buddy who lives in Glasgow. He's a cowboy. That's what he does. Right. He's cowboys. He herds cattle and loves it. That's awesome. Sits by himself all day, listen to podcasts. He thinks it's the greatest day every day. It's so great. It is a great day. Is he called the Brawl of the Wild? 
Well, no, because that's just silly. It's a stupid name. I it's, think it's cute. It's not a Jack well, London novel. Well, maybe we novel. should have a renaming contest. Well, they, yeah, I mean, not the Brawl of the Wild would be a good start. Okay, fine. Fiercest rivalry in the West. That's good. Okay. Okay. All right, next up, who has won the most games? I mean, uh, like- This is the 120th edition of the rivalry. The Grizz have won 71 of those games. Okay. The Cats have won, I believe, 43, and then they've tied five times. Wow. Um, you can tie football? You used to be able to. Oh, okay. Not in college anymore, but back in the day. Um, but a couple dissections of those statistics. The 120 matchups have come over the span of about 124 years, maybe 125 years. There were several years where there wasn't a Cackers game, mostly stemming from either war or pandemic, ironically. Oh. Including including last year. Did we not have it last not year? Not 2020. Oh. Was, there was no one. Yeah. So so uh, t- the second time that some sort of pandemic. Uh, wild. See? I know. Wild. Or it is wild. <laughs> For all the wild. Uh, the, uh, the other thing worth noting is that the Grizz dominated this rivalry extensively for the first half of it uh, because these two teams were not in the same division until 1963. The Grizz were always one division above the Cats. So they didn't even play the same conference. Like it used to be like Montana State College versus the University of Montana. And then finally when Montana State University became a thing, then they joined the same league. So in the modern era, uh, since 1963, the Grizz are winning in the rivalry 31 to 26. Okay. So the Grizz, the Cats won 12 of the first 15, uh, and then the Grizz stole a couple, and then they went back and forth in the early 80s, and then in 1985, the year Washington Grizzly Stadium opened, the Grizz won for the first of 16 straight times. That's why there's so much vitriol in this rivalry, and that's why there's so much uh, of a crazy complex that exists between the two fan bases. Right. Because there's a whole generation of Grizz fans that could just talk smack to Cat fans, and there's a whole generation of Cat fans that it became the only thing that they wanted to do was beat the Grizz because they were just so tired of people talking smack to them at Thanksgiving right. every year. Right. So then when they did come and beat the Grizz in 2002, which, by the way, Mike Kramer joined us yesterday on the show. He was the head coach of the Bobcats when they snapped the streak back in 2002. Phenomenal interview. You can find it on the uh, Nuanas Now podcast. But since the streak was snapped 2002, it's 9-9. to nine. So it's dead even. So basically the modern era, it's Got been it. an even okay. playing field. So this is sort of so for bragging a- rights for the century thus far. And uh, But the Cats have not won four in a row since the late 1970s. So a fifth win in a row would be basically the peak of the last 50 years for the Bobcats in this rivalry. Wow. All right. Well, speaking of fans, who, which team's fans are the sorest losers? Oh, man. Well, Grizz fans at this exact moment, because they were so accustomed to not losing. The narrative in the state of Montana for the last 30 years has been the Bobcats are the Grizzlies' little brother. Okay. But, like, after this beatdown that I just referred to, that was my lead. The Bobcats are little brother no more, and it's undeniable. And uh, I think that's the most fascinating part of what I've been seeing and hearing around Missoula. Grizz people and Grizz supporters are acting like Bobcat people did for a long time. They're getting pretty desperate. They're biting their fingernails. They're freaking out. What's going to happen? What if we lose again? The Cats are definitely favored in this game again. 
that's a very uh, foreign place to be for Grizz fans. Right. Grizz fans are not used to not being favored against everybody, especially at home. But the Vegas line opened up with the Cats as three and a half point favorites. Really? In Washington Grizzly Stadium, which means that Vegas thinks that they're a one score favorite because it's usually about three and a half points for just being the home team. So Vegas thinks the Cats are a full touchdown favorite in this game, which is uh, which is pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that everybody listening to this is screaming at the TV or the radio saying, if they're Grizz fans, no, Cat fans are sore losers. But that's one part actually about this rivalry that I don't like at all is that both sides are really sore losers. People really take this way too seriously. Like if, if, if the Grizz lose in Missoula on Saturday, it's going to be a disaster okay, down, well like led, downtown. That led up to my next question. Yeah. Which fans are going to have the most arrests this week? Oh, if the Grizz lose in Missoula this weekend, downtown is going to be a mess. Do you think it's going to be a what do you mess? Mean, like riots? I mean, it's just like so many people be so mad and drunk and angry. Do we need to call the National Guard? <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. You know, it is actually interesting, though, too, because sometimes you see this because the Actually, the irony of this whole thing is that both these schools have such great home field advantages, but the road team in this game has been the successful team most of the last 15 years. The Cats have won four out of their last five trips to Missoula. They've only lost one time in the last decade here. But the Grizz have won it in Bozeman, I think, four times in the last 15 years, so like four out of their six trips there. So actually, oftentimes... When the home team loses and the game starts at noon, everybody starts going so hard so early. I know. That it, the home team loses. Actually, a lot of times people just go home and go to bed. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> But But I will tell you this. If the if the Cats come here and win for a third time in a row and they're on a five-game winning streak, people are going to freak out. Okay. Let's pause here and say to people, don't freak out. Don't freak out. That's right. It's a sporting event. Like, I thought Mike Kramer, he had such a good take on this yesterday. He said the phenomenon of sport is so fascinating, but in certain ways, it's so unique and also so, there's so many positives to it, but there's also so many weird things. Like, we make too much of a big deal out of this. Like Mike Kramer said, it's not just about winning and losing. This is the display of some of the most talented athletes and students at these two schools for all of Montana to watch. Right. And 91 of these kids are from Montana. Like, there's about 40 kids that are from small town Montana in this game. That's what it's all about is the kid from Valier and the kid from Sunburst and the kid from Dillon. They're all playing on the biggest stage of college football. That's what it's all about. So these kids are going to play their hearts out. I think that if they lose, just don't freak out. It's it. Here's the best news I could tell anybody that's listening to this, no matter what you're a fan of. Both these teams are going to playoffs, no matter what happens on Saturday. Yeah. This isn't a loser-go-home game. This is a both teams are going to playoffs. One team who went 55 nothing. the team that loses, they're still going to playoffs. So it's all good. These teams have had great years. So just be cool. Be cool. Remember, you're setting an example for the children great. around you. And uh, just, I mean, it's just football. Like, I, I mean, I get it. It's fun. Well, I don't get it. But, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's supposed to be fun. Great. Okay. Exactly. Well, it is also just uh, the children thing is is disturbing too. Chicken doesn't know sports. ESPN Radio. Like I'm getting to the age now, or we're, we're sort of in the similar age demographic where there's a lot of people with kids that are like between you know six and fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. I know so many people that are into football that would definitely be going this game that aren't going this game because they do not want to expose their children to all the bad behavior. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Like, that's, that's kind of silly that there's, like, a bunch of people just acting juvenile and screaming curse words. Like, right. It has some fun, but clean it up a little bit, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Yeah. Just always remember there's children watching. That's right. Um, okay. So, with that, okay. which team's fans 
not team, but fans party the most? Wow. This is a great question. Um, the tailgate scenes at both these schools are so epic. The Grizz sort of created it, and the Cats were trying to catch up to it forever. Now the Cats are just rocking, and like their tailgate stuff is so sweet, and all their pregame stuff is awesome, and everybody has their big blue and gold tents out there, and you can find all sorts of good barbecue and whatever. My perception is that so many of the, especially older demographic of Bobcat fans are uh, people that have agricultural backgrounds. Because mm-hmm. Montana State still is the ag school of the state. There's a lot of people from eastern Montana that come to the games. And so I guess the best way I could describe it is those people got the better barbecues because they got the better beef. <laughs> and <laughs> and they got, uh, and those people can drink beer like it's going out of style. Grizz, though, partying way harder, are way more lit, and uh, I guess the best way I could, the best analogy I could say is uh, the cat people are drinking as many light beers as they can over a 12-hour span, whereas the Grizz people are drinking as much hot damn or fireball as fast as they can before they go into the game. Yeah. That's the best way I could describe it. So, I went to NAU. Yes. And uh, were there last weekend. Yes, they were. We did not have a tailgate scene when I was there. They may have one now. They don't. I don't okay. They don't have anybody going to any games, which no. is the weirdest thing. I know. I went to games and it was fun because we had we were in the dome and all yep. that. Yep. And so you were warm and comfortable and that's yep. great. But no tailgate scene. So when we moved here, you know, I was blown away by the tailgate scene here. Like, I thought it was so cool. I personally cannot spend an entire Saturday at a tailgate. Right. I would lose my mind. I have way too much to do. <laughs> right. But I, I do love seeing the the fans. just, And then at our tailgate that we do in the morning before the game is so fun because we get to see all these people coming in. Many of them coming out of the bars already or yep. walking in with Bloody Marys. And oh, yeah. Like, last, the last game that started at noon, I mean, people were drinking at 10 a.m. earlier probably. I was I was impressed. I'm not going to lie. No question. Grizz fans are way more rowdy. And that's not a slight to Bobcat fans. Bobcat fans are awesome. But I have a pregame show in both towns, right? Mm-hmm. I guess the best way I could say it is, like, at our pregame show, people are walking by, screaming, cheers in the drinks, what's up, Nuanez? Yeah. And Bozeman, everybody comes and says hi. But yeah. Hi, good to see you. Listen to your show all the time. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Are they nerds? You, you the Bob, no, like Bobcat fans are just hi, a lot. Hi, it's nice to meet I mean, you. I, know, I don't mean this as a slight to Grizz fans. I actually mean this as a compliment to Grizz fans and a compliment to Bobcat fans. Bobcat fans are a lot nicer than Grizz fans. Really? Absolutely. Interesting. Well, Grizz fans, you can uh, show... Culture that he's wrong by coming up and saying hello <laughs> on is, Saturday. At the our thing tailgate. is, like eighty percent of the people listening to this are like, "Hell yeah, we don't want to be nice." Aww, <laughs> we want. Anyway. It's not even that they don't want to be nice; they just want to be rowdy. Grizz fans That's are just true. the rowdiest, yeah. man. I, I've been to games all over the country. Grizz fans, both both fan bases are tremendous, but Grizz fans go so hard. Yeah. Well, as Mike Kramer, our, my good buddy, said yesterday on the show, he said. If the game was ever any later than noon, you wouldn't want that because these people already know how to get very, very well lubricated before yeah. they actually begin. No, it is begins. impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> well, I just, that's a, just another reminder to, for everyone just to, you know, maybe have some water. That's right. In between. You can come get water from us. Yes, you can. Pepsi is uh, providing water and soda before the game at our tailgate. Yep. 
So for free, so yep. say hi. ESPN College Game Day Twisted Tailgate will be coming on live at 9.30. Be broadcasting from 9.30 to 11.30 Saturday morning. So come die. We got all sorts of stuff. Alpine Touch for you. We'll be drawing for a big giveaway tomorrow, and then we'll be presenting that to the winners on Saturday. We're also entering you to win uh, a party on the party, Montana Party Bus. That's our your last day to register is Saturday. The girls from Twisted Tea are going to be there handing out swag. I think we're going to have the big uh, Twisted Tea, big inflatable chair. If it's not too windy, if it's too windy, we, we can't do it because it'll just fly away and probably kill somebody. <laughs> but you can come take some pics. It's super fun. Yep. Coming out with us before the game, a couple hours before the 120th edition of the Montana State-Montana rivalry. All right, Chicken Does No Sports, ESPN Radio. What else you got? How are we on time? We're good. Okay. We got about five more minutes. Okay, did you know that the Staples Center is being changed <laughs> to Crimson? Yeah, we're out of Cat Grills. We're going, to, we're going to the national scene. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're moving on. Okay. I've, I got all my okay. Cat Grizz stuff out of okay. my system. Did okay. you know this? What is it? The Staples Center is now going to be a Crypto.com Center. Wow. Guess how much they paid for that? Oh, uh, a billion bitcoins. <laughs> $700 million. Yeah. Why? Crypto? What? Oh, no. You're, you, you, there's going to be nothing but crypto soon. Stop it. Your kids, Nick will very rare, it'll be very, very unlikely that Nick earns any paychecks as a graduated from college adult that isn't in crypto. Get out of here. Well, he's, he, he's going to be spending it in the meta universe anyway. Oh, so. stop it. Okay. We're going to be living surrogate lives. We're going to be plugging our heads into stop it. surrogate simulations. Okay, this is sports, not your weird. <laughs> okay. Tristan Thompson. Oh, here we go. Former, well, baby daddy uh, for Khloe Kardashian. But I guess uh, he plays for the Kings. I had no idea he was still in the NBA. Who, who's the Kings? The Sacramento oh, Kings. I thought they were the... Oh, that's Golden State War. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. He... They lost... They've lost four out of the five last games. And he, uh, at a press conference, said, no man should need another man to inspire them. Basically, like, I don't need my coach. Right. We don't need coaching. So tell me how your opinion on that. He says, we should basically... We're grown men. We should be able to inspire ourselves to get out on the... I almost said field. Court. <laughs> Court. Yeah, uh... Man, in the NBA, being a coach is number one is managing egos and drama. And number two is then like managing the clock in a game and like the substitutions and things. Sorry. But uh, yeah, the inspiration is probably not that, not that high up the list. What? You don't think, it's you, men do you not watch men. Ted Lasso? I'd never have watched Ted He's Lasso. He's the most, it gives the most inspiring speeches. What's he coach? Soccer. Okay. Yeah, I think that soccer and, and and football are probably different than NBA, though. The NBA is so free-flowing, and these guys make so much money. Like, who are they going to ask actually listen to, right? Wild. For all the wild, wild. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I guess both sides have validity. Like, you could, you could and should maybe draw inspiration from your coach, but I also get where Tristan Thompson's coming from. Okay. If you're making $60 million, I, don't know, yeah, I think he's still on his ridiculous contract. If he's making $12 million a year or whatever, it's like. I get that, but I feel like you, well, first of all, I think it was super disrespectful for what he said. I think that's yeah. disrespectful to his coach. Right. Um, but I get what you're saying. He's making more money than his coach probably, so. No, but, there's no probably. He definitely. Okay. 
but you still need to have respect for the person who, who's your leader. Yeah, that's the most confusing part in the NBA, though, because it's very rare the coach is actually the leader. What do you mean? What do they do? They, like, call timeouts and do substitution patterns and stuff like that. But, like, make no mistake, like, people are not – who's the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers? You have no idea. Exactly. Phil because Jackson. Because who, do, who does everybody follow? LeBron. Exactly. <laughs> LeBron James is the coach of the Lakers. All right. All right. Well, this is great. I'm, it's like, I mean, I Bill, what, what, Phil Jackson, what was he so famous for? Nothing about timeouts or play calls or drawing up stuff on the board. Nope. He was famous because he made Dennis Rodman and Michael Jordan not kill each other. Um, he also wore some really great suits. <laughs> he wears some really great suits. And Let Rodman disappear to Vegas for a week-long bender during the finals, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah it's, that's the Zen master, though. It's all about the managing of the egos. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I just found it disrespectful. Yeah. Keo's his coach and apology. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. And the coach he also of the owes Kings Khloe Kardashian about ten apologies because he keeps cheating on her. Uh, well, that part is like you get what you deserve, I guess. No one deserves to be cheated. Well, on. I totally agree, but those people also have explored their lives to the to to the maximum. So I have no sympathy for them at all. Okay. I mean, keep your personal life out. I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, weird. it's bizarre. I it's agree. totally bizarre I mean, I to me. I don't, I don't really the care. The fact is that like those people's relationship status is why we know who they are. That's ridiculous. You would never know who Tristan Thompson was unless no. he was dating right. a, another person who I still have no idea how they became famous. How'd they become famous? Do you want me to say it on the air? Oh, my God, no. Kim? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Videotapes. You can just say yes, that. Okay. Videotapes. Okay. I would like to... Um, <laughs> who doesn't know sports, ESPN Radio, what else do I you have? I want to wrap this up with a question. Okay. Is that it's, your sales budget? Yes. How many pages is it? 14? Carolyn is the greatest salesperson in the entire state of Montana. Stop. You are. But go on. I mean, it's like unbelievable. I don't even know how you possibly do it. I don't either. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, anyways. Why? You know what it is? What? Salespeople are C students with A-plus personalities. <laughs> No wonder I'm so good at, they're so bad at sales. Yeah, see? I got straight A's. Yeah, not me. <laughs> That's why I went to NAU. Straight, Hello. Straight A's, no friends. Okay. Bad for sales. Listen, <laughs> I have a question for you, and I need to preface it with a story. Okay. So my friend's daughter goes to Ole Miss. Yeah. That really has nothing to do with the story, but I wanted to name drop Ole Miss. Okay. We you were, ever been there? No, I wanted what to go. What a cool place. Yeah. I went there one time for a game. It's awesome. Yeah, it Everybody's really in fun. their tuxedos oh, and their dresses like, and stuff. Oh, they're dressed up, yeah. It's a f so hilarious, though, because you have all these guys wearing, like, these bright yellow and white suits, and half of them are just covered in just jungle juice and <laughs> all sorts of weird vodka cranberry drinks and stuff, just ruining their suits. Hey, they're, at least you're partying. You're sucker. That's right. Okay, so she... She and I were speaking about football yesterday, believe it or not. Wow. And we were talking about, I don't even know, but she said something about traveling in football. Okay. Is there traveling in football? Like traveling to get to the game? No. Like, like a traveling call, like a basketball? Yes. Yes, no, there's not traveling. I knew it. She was like, I was cracking up. She's like, there's traveling in football. And I said, you're thinking of basketball. What does she think she the signal no. was? I don't know, but I was like, I think you're wrong. And then I was like, well, I'm the chick who doesn't know sports. Maybe, maybe she's I'm confused by the call because a call for traveling by the ref is like the hand yeah. over the hand, but then also the call for a false start when the offensive line jumps off sides. Okay. Well, maybe I'm she got the signals confused. No, there's no traveling in football. Besides. Oh my God. Bing, bang, boom. I'm going to send this to her and I am right. I love being right. She's also 
a very good friend. She's the one who got me those fancy shoes for my birthday. Mm, those have been the hit of the town. Every yes. time we go on sales calls, people are loving the, what are they, Tori Birch? Tori Birch. Birch. Tori Birch. Yeah. Now, oh. I only got them because I help her with her social media for her You're an influencer. Business. I am a hashtag influencer. Yep. So. Anyway, that's all I got for you guys. Uh, we'll return next week with the tool of the week because <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about Aaron Rodgers this week. Are, uh, are we giving something away? AC Hotel, baby. Yeah, a couple vouchers, AC Hotel. Go down there, get some breakfast, some brunch. Maybe drink some mimosas, Bloody Marys. All you got to do is call us right now. Go call our number 2406 888 And you have to um, say Brawl of the Wild when, when yeah. Coulter Call us and say Brawl of the Wild. 406-888-1029. Call number two. We got a pair of vouchers to the AC Hotel. Thanks, Carolyn. Thank you. Love it. A resident chick who doesn't know sports, Carolyn. Thanks for swinging by. Let's talk a little bit more about this Cat Grizz game and hear some thoughts from Bobby Houck. Houck highlights. Next. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Little Sturgill for you on the way back. Thanks so much for hanging out. Happy Thursday. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Colter Nuanas. It's time now for our Hauk Highlights, where we bring you some of the best from Bobby Hauk each week. Usually, I catch up with Coach Hauk for about five minutes before Wednesday's practices. But uh, this week, no availability other than the press conference. So this was our only opportunity to get Coach Hauk. So a couple thoughts from him. First and foremost, before we talk about this rivalry game, one more time, Montana won for the fourth straight time last week, a 30-3 victory over Northern Arizona. First victory in Flagstaff in a decade for Montana, which is crazy. They haven't been there in half a decade, so a little bit of a caveat. But still, it's been a while since they won down there, so it was a good win by Montana. The defense played outstanding once again. Bobby Houck on that victory. Certainly was a good job by our guys uh, going down there and, and getting the win. We were missing a ton of players due to injury, and they, they fought their way back out there and uh, battled their tails off and, and got a convincing win on the road. I didn't uh, realize till after the game, I think, that we hadn't won down there in 10 years or something. So I thought we played hard, fast, and physical. I enjoyed watching our team. I enjoyed watching the film uh, yesterday. And so now we're into the Week 11 game. Um, we've dropped the last two to these guys, so we need a win. And that's what it is. Uh, think they're good uh, up front on both sides of the ball. That's where it starts. And uh, 
should be a heck of a game. Bobby Houck, a little recap slash preview. Bring in now Andrew Houghton, our producer uh, here at ESPN Missoula. And a uh, couple things striking that you noticed there. One, we've lost two in a row to these guys, not four. So Bobby Houck is uh, disregarding the tenure of the coaching staff that came before his. Interesting tactic. Not surprising. <laughs> and secondly, though, he said they were missing a bunch of players. You watched this game a little bit more closely than me, but by my estimation of my watch back of this game, because by the way, the only I always watch all the games all the time, but I have only had a chance to watch this thing back once. Usually I got about three watches under my belt at this point, but um, I know that Dylan Cook was out right tackle for the second game in a row, and uh, I know that they're still battling some guys that are kind of banged up at running back, but it seemed like everybody else was back at running back, getting a few carries at least. Who was missing that he's alluding to? I don't know. Exactly. Maybe, yeah, that, maybe that, Nick Osmo. Yeah, Nick Osmo for sure, but he said they were missing a ton of guys, and I thought that it's interesting that that's been sort of the spun narrative of their season because for moments in time it's certainly been true for others not so much. Uh, but it's been the omnipresent thing that the coaching staff, particularly Coach Houck, has talked about. Here's the thing. I think that it's definitely been up and down. The injuries have come in waves for them. They've had guys come in and come back, and they've been missing different guys at different times. I think that his overall point is still pretty pretty salient. It's a pretty good point. Yeah. Just talking about the guy's competitiveness, yep. even with all the injuries, because here's here's the thing. It's difficult in the first place to get a team, especially, you know, to play as hard as especially their defense has done all season. Yep, it's true. It's difficult to do that for the starting 11 guys that you have. It's it's really, really difficult to get that attitude to sort of infect the second and third guys on the depth chart who it's have true. had to play for Montana this season because of injuries at one point or another and have generally played with that same intensity. And I think... And, and that same competitiveness, which is a word that Bobby Houck returned to over and over again, yeah, time and time and time again in this press yep. conference. Yep. So I think the bigger point remains. That's the thing that I that it's my number one missing link's the wrong word, but I guess th- there is a what I'm getting at is that Coach Houck has said over and over and over again, whether it's in a press conference or to us here at ESPN Radio or Riley Corker in the voice of the Grizz in his pre- and post-game interviews or on Inside the Den, whatever. He says over and over and over again, I absolutely love the competitiveness of this team. I absolutely love how much they love to play football. He said it last night as coaches show again. He said, if you come to Tuesday, Wednesday practice, these guys play just as hard as they play on Saturday. I love that they love the game of football. I love that they play hard every single down. That's reflected positively in how great they've been defensively and on special teams this year. So I guess I'm wondering if this is the best practicing team and the team that loves football the most and the most competitive team that Coach Houck has coached, why isn't it the best? That's interesting. Because of the injuries potentially, yeah, which yeah, yeah. this has been the big question hanging over this team all season long. It's like oh, you've been talking since the first day of fall camp about how hard they practice, how the intensity is even higher than the games that they were playing, how it's made them better. And all of that is true. They have also been one of the most injured teams in the Big Sky Conference all year. 
I am not saying that there is a correlation there. Yeah. I'm just saying that both of those two things are true. And it's something that I would love to look into further because I, you know, yeah. it's something that takes a lot. You got to talk to a lot of people to figure out if that's correlated and, and whatnot. Some people will say it is. Some people will say it isn't. We just haven't had time to. But but both of those things are are true. Yeah, I think that the, the missing Marcus Knight, Gabe Solcer, like star players like that is certainly hugely detrimental, especially to your execution on offense. Not having your senior quarterback for a month in the season, also detrimental. Also, though, I just think the offensive line hasn't been as good as they thought it would be or wanted it to be. So that will certainly play a big factor. As Bobby Houck just said, this is Houck Highlights, presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Paul Ryan, a well-respected and longtime attorney in the city of Missoula. He's been named Missoula's top attorney 13 different times. He's now proud to announce the expansion of his firm to Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your go-to for any of your legal needs, whether it's medical malpractice, wrongful death, criminal defense, Ryan Holloway and Miller are available for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so give them a call anytime. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. That offensive line, regardless of what the opinion is of it, is going to be heavily tested on Saturday. I think that the four losses in a row to the Bobcats has really got some stuff stuck in the craw of most people that follow the Grizz. But at that, it's been accentuated by the way Montana State's won. The fact that they've run the ball straight down Montana's throat four times in a row. It's not thing, something that anybody that follows the Grizz is accustomed to seeing over the last 20 years. It's not the way that, even when the Grizz have lost, it's not the way that they generally lose. And uh, so I think it's been striking. It's also a huge rivalry game for Bobby Houck because Coach Houck won four in a row before he left for UNLV in this rivalry game after dropping two of his first three. And he now enters this game with a 5-4 and four record all-time against Montana State, and he's on a two-game losing streak. This game comes with a ton of pressure. Sometimes it's too much pressure just in terms of the weight that's put on it when it comes to coaching decisions and the future of coaching staffs. I'm not in any way implying that Bobby Houck's job is in any sort of uh, peril because it's certainly not. He has done a good job of turning this thing around. He's a couple steps away from me saying he's done a great job, but they're they're on the way. At least it seems as if they are. A win could be huge, but a loss is going to bring out a lot more question marks. Bobby Houck's been a part of this game for a long time, dating back to his time as a graduate assistant on Don Reed's staff in the late 1980s. Here's Coach Houck on his thoughts on the game in general. I'm excited for every game, you know. I'm excited on Monday, every week. Uh, really excited on Saturday. And, you know, certainly uh, um, growing up around this, I'm like these guys, I grew up around this rivalry game. It's been fun to be a part of. You know, I think the thing that stands out is is that uh, both sides of it are passionate about it. Uh, people care about uh, the outcome. And, you know, that's what kind of makes it what it is. I mean, people, people care. I think people care here in Missoula and, and across Montana about how the Grizz play every weekend, but it's probably magnified a bit in this one. And finally, Montana State leads the league in rushing for the third year in a row. That's not including the spring season, which they did not participate in, but 2018, 2019, 2021, Montana State has had the top rushing offense in the league. Those numbers have been bolstered and accentuated when they play Montana. 
Montana now is fourth in the FCS in rush defense per game, rushing yards allowed per game. They're giving up in the low 70s. I haven't checked the official stats since last week, but uh, in, in the low 70s in terms of yards per game, Montana State rushing for more than 230 yards per game. So it's strength versus strength. Absolutely. We'll have a story on that matchup. SkylineSportsMT.com a little later on tonight. But here's Coach Houck on MSU's run game against the Montana defensive front. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we watched it. I, I, I wouldn't put, put too much into that. I'm pretty sure that I think Afonso is as good a running back as there is in the league, and I think he's playing. I'll be shocked if he's not out there. Yeah, it, it really starts with the run game. Everything Everything's built off of that. They're running the ball um, really well. We, it's going to be a tall order to slow that down. and er, Everything it starts off of that. The follow-up question was about Lance McCutcheon, who is the leading receiver in the Big Sky Conference, despite playing on the number one rushing attack in the league. Montana State runs the ball early and often. They try to pound it right at you. But then when they get you off balance, they take a shot to McCutcheon. When there's a change of possession, they take a shot to McCutcheon. It seems, quote-unquote, predictable. It doesn't matter. When the dude's making plays like McCutcheon is, you're going to make a lot of money on the outside. And Lance McCutcheon is having one of the great senior years, particularly in comparison to the first three years of his career, which were adequate, fine, he was asked to play a different role. He did a lot of self-sacrifice. But now he's getting an opportunity, and he's balling. He's balling all the way out. He is leading the big sky in receiving yards, and he's second in catches. And that's been huge for Montana State's offense to make it a little bit less one-dimensional than it was for most of the time under Jeff Choate. A few more thoughts on this game. and give you a look at what's going on tomorrow as well. Keep it right here. Nuana is now ESPN Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio. Moonshine, give me higher than the grocery bill. Take my troubles to the high wall. Throw them in the river and get your bill. We've been sniffing that cocaine. Ain't nothing better when the wind cuts cold. Oh, it's a mighty hard living, but a damn good feeling to run these roads. Thursday, thanks so much for hanging out. Duana's now ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. NWMSRocks.com. That's NWMSRocks.com. You missed anything in today's show? Ton of great interviews. Awesome guests. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. Swung by to talk all things rivalry game between Montana State and Montana. The 120th edition from Washington Grizzly Stadium on Saturday afternoon. We also heard from Rob Stanton, head coach of Billings West, the Golden Bears coming to Missoula Friday night. Missoula Sentinel, first state championship game here in the Garden City since 1994. Very much looking forward to that. We also talked a little NBA. That was fun. We're going to keep talking NBA, especially because we're going to dive headfirst into basketball season all the way here pretty soon. 
Note today, by the way, basketball-wise, Lady Grizz won at North Dakota, almost a 20-point victory. So a big win, Grand Forks, tough place to play. So Lady Grizz uh, off to a pretty good start. Drilled Northwest Nazarene, kept it close against Gonzaga, now a huge win at North, North Dakota. So good start for Bragg Holzinger era. We also uh, heard from Carol Unser, who doesn't know sports, our Cat Grizz version of that. And then we also heard from Bobby Houck, Montana head coach. You can find everything. In the podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Tomorrow, I had the pleasure of catching up with Dane Oliver, head coach of Missoula Sentinel. Pretty cool that we started the Garden City Spotlight, highlighting the AA coaches in Missoula way back in August. And I was talking with Dane about it. I think that this is like, I think it's like the 15th one we've done so far this season. So become a little bit of a routine. It's always great catching up with my guy. He's an awesome coach, man. He's doing a phenomenal job. I don't know if people really understand. I grew up in Missoula. We had a very talented group of guys when I was in high school, and we were we were good. You know, we went to the semifinals, the Class AA playoffs, but it was not in the realm of possibility, really, even that Missoula, any of the three high schools at the AA level, was ever going to host the state championship game. That was not that was not a thing. That was like part of it. It was just like almost guaranteed that it was going to be in Buildings or Great Falls. And, and there's been everybody's had a piece of the pie the last 10 years, but finally for Missoula to get a piece of the pie, pretty cool. So they're from Dade Oliver. We've also got a couple mattress firms through the weeks for you. Our good friend Rajim Seabrook will swing by, and we're also going to hear from Sam Herder from Hero Sports, get a look at the playoff picture at the FCS level, and we'll talk all things Bobcat Grizz. It's been a crazy, hectic week. I'm, I'm uh, not, hadn't got a lot of sleep yet this week, but I'm having the greatest time. I hope you guys are having an awesome time too. We're trying to load you all the way up with all the guests we possibly can, both about the rivalry game and the high school state championships. And I can't really remember a better and more successful time for teams from the western part of the state all at the same time simultaneously. And it's pretty cool, pretty fun to be a part of. So hopefully you're enjoying it, and we'll be back at it tomorrow at 4 p.m. Also, if you want some more Bobcat Grizz coverage. Myself, Andrew Houghton, Brooks Duanas, Ty Gregorak, a whole bunch of other people contributed to a ton of content at SkylineSportsMT.com as well. So we appreciate uh, all the exposure and uh, all the feedback on that as well. 4 o'clock tomorrow, all things football. Get you set for the weekend. See you then. Duanas now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, 
your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.